the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I guess it's better to be on the rooftop of the Rockies than in a bunker outside Washington, D.C., like my friend Mark Levin is. Hey, friends, great to be with you. My name's Jeff Hunt. Uh, I am filling in for Dr. Matt Dunn, who is uh, out today. And, you know, Backbone Radio founded by John Andrews back in 2005. And I get a chance to continue to follow in John Andrews' footsteps as the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. But today, I'm in my personal capacity, so I'm going to be as partisan as I want. I'm a proud Republican and have been my entire life. So we're talking to candidates, GOP candidates for state party chair. They want to run the Republican Party in Colorado. And so far, we've talked to Casper Stockham, Aaron Wood, Representative Dave Williams. You can go back and listen to the podcast at 710KNUS if you want to listen to those candidates. And now up, the war horse himself, Eric Odland, a West Point grad and a, and a veteran of the U.S. Army. Eric, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Jeff. And I like the moniker uh, War Horse. I'll take it. There you go. All right, Eric, I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked all the other candidates. We just want to win. That is your job as state party chair. You're like the head coach of a football team. It doesn't matter how nice you are. It doesn't matter how much your players love you. It doesn't matter how much the fans love you. All that matters is the scoreboard. So what is your plan to win in the state of Colorado? That's a great question, Jeff. And and nothing unifies a party or an organization like winning. This is like coming into a football team with a two and fifteen record. Uh, but but there is tremendous opportunity. We've got all the right policies. We can see what the the left is doing to Colorado. It's destroying opportunity. And the way forward, which I outlined in Campfire Colorado, is to create a winning organization. One, we've got to start with the blocking and tackling. We've got to do that right. We've got to fundraise. I proved my fundraising ability, raising $1.4 million in my bid for Congress. We've got to absolutely train and resource and recruit candidates. We need the best candidates going up against Democrats. But, you know, we're fighting a war blindly. We need the data to to find those persuadable, especially independent voters, so we can market to them and, and prove that we've got the right positive solutions to winning. Uh, along with all that in my plan is, is a plan to chase and harvest ballots. The Democrats are doing that effectively. It's legal here in Colorado. Uh, we should be doing that, and we need to build out an organization working with uh, private parties to, to fundraise that and make it effective. Uh, I've also made a case, an argument for closing the primary. Uh, that can be done through a lawsuit. We've got to change the law uh, so that, that unaffiliates aren't tampering uh, or Democrats aren't tampering and interfering in our elections. Uh, we need to make the caucuses function and work efficiently and serve candidates. And, and we need to increase recruitment uh, to the Republican Party. There needs to be a significant voter registration drive. Um, we've got to unify. I think, I think everyone agrees we're fractured, we're splintered. We've got to come together on common ground. We've got to stop the rhino, rhino hunting and move forward as a party to, to regain relevance here in Colorado. And that means inspiring voters to turn out. So... 
So for the for the last 10 years, you've had policies that have driven Democrats to the state, right? Legalized pot. I want to go to a state that has legalized pot. I want to go to a state that has no restrictions on abortion. I want to be able to do all that stuff. And, you know, the last election, I think the kind of great untold story was that blue states are getting bluer, red states are getting redder, right? How did Ron DeSantis go from barely winning one point four years ago to winning by like 20 points in this election? Well, not only did he do a great job as a leader, but you also had a lot of people there heading to Florida because they like those policies. So, Eric, you have a state that has attracted Blue voters over the last 10 years in record numbers. And now the state is failing and we're becoming one of the states that people want to leave. So they're almost kind of like locusts. I didn't say that, but maybe kind of a little bit. Um, So what is your plan then to operate in a state that's bluer than it was 10 years ago? Well, Jeff, I think given the environment, Democrats are recognizing that these leftist policies are even failing them. We've got skyrocketing inflation, out of control crime, a broken education system, some of the worst roads in the country. Everything the Democrats are doing is disastrous. And I think even even those who are left leaning are starting to wake up and recognize that. But they voted against their self-interest in 2022. Uh, because they saw us as angry, they saw us as unreasonable, and, and we were painted in a negative light by the mainstream media. We've got to counter that image, show that we are reasonable, show that we are working towards the common good, and we've got to propose viable alternatives that serve all Coloradans. And so there's a significant rebranding effort to attract voters who, who want to change uh, but have had a hard time voting Republican for whatever reason. And that's, that's a significant endeavor. So, Eric, I'm getting a lot of texts today. You're probably the one I'm getting the most texts about. Now, let's say, you know, you have a lot of candidates that have been part of the grassroots, hard right, conservative movement. People like Dave Williams, Casper Stockham, Kevin Lumberg, Dina Peters. What is your message to that that core group of highly engaged, deeply passionate conservatives that you're the right guy to lead the Republican Party? No no other candidate in this race has my track record of service to this country. I've risked my life on the battlefield. I've demonstrated my courage. I have two bronze stars, one for valor because I love this country, and I want to move us forward. My conservative values have, were proven in my congressional race. I, I did not waffle or, or wither. Uh, I, I stood, stood true to those, and I, I'm bringing my extensive leadership both battlefield and then in the private sector to move us forward positively. And I would say to those groups, because they're all seemingly aligned against me now, uh, that we've got to find a way to come together, stop the rhino hunting and unify against the common foe. If we can't do that, we're not going to restore relevance. We're not going to win elections. And that's what this is all about. I want to I want to restore relevance for the Republican Party and get our candidates elected so we can start tackling these atrocious leftist policies. There are some questions here. At one point, were you a Democrat? Did you switch over to the Republican Party or have you always been a Republican? Uh, no, I was never a Democrat. I was an independent uh, for some time. And then I affiliated as a Republican while while Republicans were running away in, in droves because the Republican Party aligns with my values. I've never voted Democrat. I've always voted Republican. And I'm here to serve the party, but I've never been a Democrat, ever. It's all right. We like converts. If you come from the independents to the Republicans, all the better, right? That's uh, we're, we're people who like converts. Well, uh, Eric, how can people find out more about you and uh, connect with you and, and get to know you better? 
Well, find the truth on my website. It's oddland4colorado.com, A-A-D-L-A-N-D-F-O-R, colorado.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I, I write uh, what I mean, and I, I, I speak plainly. So you can sign up for that on my website. Real quick, what did you learn in the uh, Brittany Pedersen race? Wow, I learned a lot of things. I'm no no longer a naive politician, Jeff. I, I went through, a, a one one my uh, place on the ballot through the assembly, then won a contested primary, and then became a nationally targeted race and an NRCC young gun. Uh, it was a tough fight having the Democrats spend millions of dollars against me, trying to defame me and undermine my character. But my resolve has never been greater. I see the peril we're in. And I'm sticking in this arena because I, I love Colorado. I want a, ch- a future for my three beautiful children. And I ultimately love this country. Well, and I think you saw, too, what happens when, uh, I mean, like you mentioned, you face the targets. I mean, Ian Silveri is a very, this is the husband of Brittany Patterson. He is a very smart political tactician, and he's brutal. He's vicious. He is there to win, and you saw that firsthand. I think we need a little bit of that uh, punch-throwing side to the Republican Party. We're a nice group of people uh, for the most part, but we're losing the state, and our children are suffering as a result. So, Eric, thank you so much for your time today. Friends, you can learn more about him at oddlandforcolorado.com, A-A-D-L-A-N-D-F-O-R. Colorado.com. Hey, did you know that George Brockler, Deborah Flora, and Stefan Tubbs are going to spend all of this next week live from El Paso starting Monday morning? All three shows will be live from the southern border and reporting about the real and growing concern of immigration and the effects on Colorado. And you can add your voice to the growing number of people asking Governor Jared Polis to end Colorado's sanctuary status. Go to 710KNUS to sign our petition today by clicking on the Colorado Undivided banner at 710KNUS.com. Friends, lines are open. Call us and tell us what you think about these candidates. You're listening to Backbone Radio. Backbone Radio is back. Built and designed that we would have a backbone, a spine. And I'm learning, filling in for this show, the great Dr. Matt Dunn, that this is an audience that does have a spine. Hey, I want to hear from you. We have now gone through four (laughs) GOP state party chair candidates in a row. Casper Stockham, Aaron Wood, Rep. Dave Williams, Eric Odland, Studio Line 303-696-1971. A lot of text messages coming in. But I want to hear from you. We have a few segments here to be able to talk about this. And then a little bit later in the show... Senator Kevin Lumberg and Tina Peters will be closing us out. I want to know what you're looking for. Is it necessary for them to be an all-in, rock-ribbed, strong-R conservative? If that doesn't happen, what happens to you and your engagement with the state party? Are you kind of like, well, they're not in the trenches the way I am. They don't, they're not as passionate about the issues that I'm as passionate about. Sure, they're a Republican, but they've got to be there with me or I'm not going to bat this next election cycle. Because in many ways, you're the people that go out and make this happen, right? You're out there walking doors, calling people, doing the work. What do you need in a state party chair? And who are you supporting? Who are the kind of people after you've listened to Casper Stockham and, and Aaron Woods and 
Representative Dave Williams and Eric Odland, after you've heard that, you go, all right, which that guy's my guy. I'm behind him. I'm excited. Are you going to wait for Kevin Lumberg? Is Tina Peters your candidate? Call in 303-696-1971. You know, I, um, I served as coalition director for the Romney operation. I know, I know, I know. Don't hate me just yet. Uh, I was on Rick Santorum's presidential campaign in 2012. I then uh, was hired over by the Romney operation to run coalitions here in Colorado. If you remember, we, we had a lot of energy and momentum. We had that big Red Rocks event. It was exciting. I mean, we had to turn like thousands of people away from Red Rocks. And you get these moments with Romney, right, where you you kind of show his fighting edge and you go, all right, all right, I'm excited. The very first debate at DU, do you remember that? Here's a funny little story about that. So we were asked by the state party, or not the state party, the the, um, campaign manager, to go down and do what's called bracketing event. So you go down there to try to, stir up stuff um, around the candidate and try to flummox Barack Obama. That was our point. You know, can we get a lot of people down there with signs? And there was a big college Democrats event right in the middle of DU campus. And I was there with my friends from the Romney operation and we go, let's go try to bracket Obama as he's driving off the highway. Can we anticipate where he is? And can we like line the exit of the highway with a bunch of college Republicans and just trying to get in his head. And so we uh, we went down there and tried to anticipate, okay, we think his hotel's over here, so he's going to come. If you remember, they shut down all of I-25. They put these big bulldozers out on I-25. They shut it all down, and then uh, the presidential motorcade came through. And so we anticipated where it was. We lined it all with college Republicans with signs. Friends, we were like exactly right. It was crazy. Right as Obama got off, we were like three inches from the beast, the big Secret Service car that Obama was driving. And we were just there, college Republicans yelling at Obama. I don't think he, you know, they protect the president from that type of criticism. And if you remember, he did really bad that first debate at DU. And I'm going to take total credit for it, that we, we got in his head. We messed around with him a little bit. And then uh, he, w- he wasn't used to being criticized so much. And so he, he was a little off and then uh, drove in. But you, so you had these moments with Romney where you could be like, yeah, he was a fighter. And then you know, we were excited. But I do think, I do think I am the only one in the world that has worked for Mitt Romney and, and spoken at a Bikers for Trump rally which I did over off Jefferson County there, up near Morrison. Um, and they introduced me there. I, I, love, uh, I love the folks that hosted that. They're great people. <laughs> they introduced me at a Bikers for Trump rally as the former coalition's director for Mitt Romney in Colorado. So um, uh, that, that was quite a way to walk on stage. <laughs> so... That's what I'm talking about. The Colorado Republican Party generally is a pretty big operation with a lot of little, a lot of little types of people, right? You've got um, you've got the, the Cherry Hills Republicans, you've got the social conservatives, you've got the Second Amendment crowd, you've got veterans, you've got college students, you've got this big tent that you've got to kind of fit everybody into in order to win because you win by addition in a election. 
So who stands out? Who's that person that you think can do that? Um, I'm guessing from the text messages that you're looking for someone more conservative than Eric Odland, because there's a lot that came in here. Is it, why isn't he the guy that you think can do it? He's a he's a, a West Point guy. Uh, he he ran against Brittany Pedersen in a in a very difficult race because I know how that Pedersen very operation works. It's brutal. They take no prisoners. So he's kind of faced that before. But do you think that uh, you think that he can't be as conservative enough for you? Do you think he uh, he's going to ignore conservative values? Do you think Dave Williams or Kevin Lumberg? Kevin's got a great history in the state. He fa- helped found Colorado homeschool educators, right? So you 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 have this kind of great tradition with Kevin Lumberg on the issues that social conservatives and and passionate conservatives care about. But can he win? Can he put together a winning coalition? We're going to talk to him a little bit later. And then what about Tina Peters? She's got a lot going on. She brings a three-letter agency wherever she goes. I feel like I feel like we're going to have all of a sudden a lot more listeners when Tina joins because uh, our friends at the FBI will be dialing in to hear what she has to say as well. So is that a liability? Do you think that's a problem? I mean, it's uh, it's kind of all up in the air right now with regards to the future of the Republican Party. We went from Ryan Call to Steve House, Ken Buck, KBB. I've known KBB for years. She's kind of like this great homeschool leader, and I don't doubt her values at all. But did she get the blocking and tackling right to be able to win, build winning campaigns? I think that's probably why she's moving on. It's a hard job. You could, I, so I, I knew Ryan Call pretty well, uh, coming right out of the Romney operation, bringing all the coalition data over to him. That guy spent days, weeks on the road. If you're the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party, you will be at Lincoln Day dinners in all 64 counties, visiting, stuff like that. Um, that's, a, that's a reality of this show. I'm filling in for Matt Dunn here, Jeff Hunt, leader of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, but only speaking in my own personal capacity. So Adlin, Adlin's part of the establishment. Eric Adlin is part of the establishment. That's what a lot of the text messages, you agree with that? Do you think he's part of the establishment? Do you think the establishment can't win? Establishment kind of won back in 2014. They got Corey Gardner in, but maybe not enough. Maybe not enough. Friends, dial in. Let us know. Studio line 303-696-1971. I want to know from the Backbone Radio crew listeners what the next state party chair should be like. Who is this person? How should they lead? What's important to you? What characteristics are necessary? This is going to be very important because I'm not sure that we can crawl out of this hole without the right leadership in the state of Colorado? Are we in the death spiral? Are we in the California, Oregon, Washington death spiral where we're never going to recover? I don't think so. I think the right leader is necessary. But I want to hear from you. Dial in or text via the app. Friends, you are listening to Backbone Radio. Jeff Hunt filling in for Matt Dunn. We'll be right back after these messages. Some chili peppers. Blake and I were talking about music that I like. Jeff Hunt here filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. And everyone, you know, kind of, I run a Christian conservative think tank. They think um, I pretty much just listen to Caleb all the time, which 
you know, great radio station. But there's a rock and roll side to me. And uh, love a good little Red Hot Chili Peppers. Blake, who's very young, did not realize that um, I'm so old. I actually saw the Chili Peppers live back at McNichols Arena. Old school. Back even before the Pepsi Center was around. Hey, again, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Matt Dunn. I work over at the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and am co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit. But none of that matters today because I'm in my own personal capacity and we are talking about the GOP chair race. We got some callers coming in. I'm going to start with Holly and then Kevin. I'm going to go to you right afterwards. So, Holly, tell me, who are you supporting for Colorado GOP chair? Thanks, Jeff. Uh, it's really neat. I'm I'm really glad you have Dr. Dunn back. I can tell that you do, and that's wonderful. Um, also, I wanted to say, if the if the election was right now, I haven't had a chance to hear Tina Peters hardly at all ever, and so I don't really know what she thinks. So I really am looking forward to listening to that. But if I could, if I had to vote today. I like very much uh, Casper Stockham and um, Aaron Woods. I had not heard him before, but I heard him yesterday and then today or tonight. And um, but I think if I absolutely had to vote for only one, it would be Casper. Casper, go and get he's been, him, he's, guy. <laughs> he's been a fixture go get for. Him. Go get him, guy. <laughs> you know, one of the things that he didn't tell you, Jeff, that uh, that you need to know, his first bout was with Diane DeGette. Yeah. He battled against her, and he could have gone back into his corner and licked his wounds, but he didn't. He said, no, I think I could do this. I've just got to try. <laughs> well, and and do, so you, do you remember I, back I'm, then? I'm in for that fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then, he was known as the Uber driving candidate, and he was driving Uber at the time and running against yep. Diana DeGette, which is, you know, she's a machine. Uh, she's propped yeah. up by the entire Democratic machine in Denver. Uh, they basically yeah. sign up for an office for life when they win that race, which is really unfortunate because Denver is in yeah. such a mess right now. But uh, that was Casper back then. So what is it about Casper that you love? His his um, He just keeps coming up with ideas. He tries different things. Sometimes he gets knocked down, but he, he goes back to it, and he keeps trying to find more ideas. That's what we need. Because we need somebody who's going to listen to the grassroots and people have ideas and they might have something that might work. But if you're closed minded so that you're not going to hear anything that the grassroots has to say, then you then you miss out. And so do they. And that's been going on in Arapahoe County for since George W. And for sure. I mean, I've known that since George W. for sure. And. I would so much like to see somebody say, no, 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 you're going to listen to the grassroots. Don't do that. And I just heard him when he was talking tonight with you that he's got a plan for making sure that he can keep track of the people who try to, you know, get some influence going in their counties. That's fantastic. Well, and so he just keeps coming up with ideas. And so I think that's the biggest thing that I like. But I, I also think he's got um, a well-mannered um, personality and you can't really um, 
piss him off too easily, I, which you can me. <laughs> but um, um, but uh, he just he just tries really, and he just keeps after it. He Holly, keeps after I can it. tell you have a backbone. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts. Friends, studio line 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. All right, Kevin, Fort Collins. Who are you supporting for Colorado GOP chair? Are you talking to me, Jeff? Oh, I am. <laughs> Kevin Lumberg. Well, we could tell exactly who Kevin Lumberg is supporting for GOP chair, but you're a little well, early. I think our conversation with you was at 635. If you want, we can do that conversation now, or uh, or oh, we can go okay. go a little bit later. No, 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 no. Let, let's hold off. Let's hold off. I just got a little signal cross, that's all, but... Uh... You know, just to answer your question, yeah, I'm I'm supporting me, but we'll cover that later. <laughs> Kevin's very eager, and I want to make sure we give him the entire time because we're up against a break here in just a few minutes. But uh, as you can imagine, these candidates are running all over the state of Colorado right now. Many of them were at the leadership program of the Rockies retreat over the weekend. I was communicating to them down there. We're going to have Kevin on at 635 a little bit later, so he gets a chance to share his positions and uh, his thoughts. So a little bit later, 635, Kevin Lumberg. All right, so we've heard that Casper Stockham is at least the idea that, uh, or is at least the candidate that Amy is going to support. And I appreciate her calling in. You can call in as well. We have open lines, 303 696 1971, 303 696 1971. And the text messages, Piling in, Eric is establishment, not a fan of the establishment. These text messages are, Casper doesn't have any record of winning. I was on a committee with him for two years, and he was the only there to self-promote. I like him as an individual, but he has no true record of true GOP accomplishments. Like I said at the top of the show, this is about winning. It's the only thing that the GOP chair is about winning. If you cannot win, you'd probably need to move on to a different role in a different position. And really the last time we were winning was back in 2014, but not necessarily the most conservative leader of the state party. In fact, Ryan Call went on to have uh, financial or uh, legal challenges since he left as well. And I remember he was ousted by Steve House, who made the argument that he was more conservative. So um, I'm all for strong commitment to conservative principles. I absolutely think it's necessary because the issues we care about won't be elevated if they don't have a deep commitment to conservative principles. But I think that's just one component. I want to see somebody that can do the blocking and tackling right, that can cover these issues and win, 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 win. What are your thoughts on ballot harvesting? Are we at the spot where we can we should engage in ballot harvesting? I put this out on Twitter not too long ago. That said churches should engage in ballot harvesting. I think it's one of the quickest ways to get ballot harvesting to end. Could you imagine if these mega churches just said, okay, we're going to go out there and harvest all of our members' ballots on their behalf and make sure that they get turned in. And obviously we won't break the law. I don't think you can turn in more than 10. I did ask Wayne Williams one time. I said, all right. Uh, he was the former secretary of state here in Colorado. And I said, how do you know that people aren't turning in 11 ballots? And he goes, we don't, Jeff. And I said, okay, well, if you don't know someone's turning in 11 ballots, they could be turning in 25 ballots. And we all saw that movie that came out about that. But uh, the 
the the fact that it's here and the Democrats are using it so successfully to win, should Republicans just be like, well, it's legal. We got to we got to play by those rules. Or are we walking in and giving up on the, the notion of voting on one day? Dennis Prager talks about how liberals have absolutely ruined Election Day. We used to just all have one day and we voted in person and you knew that day. Who won? So are we giving in? Are we going, okay, we're going to just play by their rules and continue this effort to just destroy elections in this country? Or do we have to do that in order to compete with them because they are knocking our socks off in these elections? What are your thoughts? Text in KNUS app or call in 303-696-1971. Reading some of the texts here, a lot of a lot of some support for Tina Peters. She's a survivor. She'll be speaking out against the following open primaries, mail in ballots, multiple day voting. She took on these fraud machines. She's unwavering, centered, patriot. We need at the helm. She will not back down. This is a testament to her fight, her run for secretary of state, and now her run for GOP chair. She will not back down but she didn't win she didn't win in a republican primary so can she win can she lead a team that's going to win statewide in a state that's getting bluer and bluer and bluer we'll ask her those questions she's going to be on at the very end of the show i have met eric odlin close to a year and a half ago i've had many conversations with him and followed his campaign there's nothing establishment about him I've never seen anything about Eric that would represent establishment. What I see is a person with solid values who loves his country and wants a future for his children. Another Holly. (laughs) Texting in. We're getting thoughts on this state GOP chair, which will be voted upon in early March at a a big meeting that they're going to be hosting. So this is at the news cycle. Republicans need victories. So who's going to lead us? You're listening to Backbone Radio. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. We'll be right back. The text messages are pouring in. I'm seeing an Oddland resurgence happening on the text message line here. You know, you can text message through the app, 710KNUS. Friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio, founded by John Andrews back in 2005. And now I get a chance to follow John's lead at the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, the Western Conservative Summit, coming up June 9th and 10th at the Colorado Convention Center. We have invited all the presidential candidates. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thousands of people, 50 nationally renowned conservative leaders. Think about Think about that. We don't really have much else in Colorado that ever pulls that together, where you have the headliners. Last year, we had Sarah Huckabee Sanders speak. Kaylee McEnany, Betsy DeVos, Lauren Boebert, Tulsi Gabbard, Matt Walsh, all in one spot. And you can meet them. They go around, hang out with people in the crowd. It's awesome. And so that's June 9th and 10th, Colorado Convention Center, westernconservativesummit.com. Friends, I'm not here in my official capacity, which means I'm unleashed. I can be as Republican as I am to my heart. 
because I am not representing the 501c3 organizations that I normally work for. So for those IRS agents listening, this is all in my personal capacity, and there's not much you can do about it. All right, so we've had a resurgence, Oddland. We love our country. They want to see, they're tired of rhetoric. They want to see people get elected. Text message here, 3129. We need Tina Peters. Without election integrity, our republic is lost. I agree. Eric Odlin doesn't want rhino hunters, he says. Hmm, could that mean he's a rhino? I don't think so. I've known Eric, and we hosted him for a candidate event at Colorado Christian University, but... You know, I don't think he's quite in the trenches as some of the grassroots conservative candidates that we have here. People like Dave Williams and Kevin Lumberg and those types, Tina Peters. So does that matter? Text in, call in. All right, Dale from Denver. Tell us, who are you supporting for Colorado GOP chair? Yes, well, I... uh... I like that one young guy. I heard those last night, and Dave Williams is good. Uh, got a lot of ideas, Casper. If they work together, when uh, uh, whoever gets elected, and uh, they talk about uh, we can work these details out together and uh, fight that battle. I called. Uh, I worked the uh, uh, going through all those ballots downtown. Uh, I mean, I didn't see them all. There was lots and lots. And uh, the Democrats are so devious, crooked. Republicans don't do these things. Uh, The only way, you know, people sign the outside of the envelope and uh, they can have have, uh, people over there in the senior citizens' homes or whatever Mm -hmm. in a big room and uh, the people mark the judges they want. And uh, then the Democrat comes and marks the candidates, every Democrat, and uh, for those choices, we don't know who fills those out. Yeah, and uh, I mean they cheat. They cheat yeah, in every capacity. They cheat in every capacity. I've seen it down at the state capitol uh, when we go down to testify on pro-life bills. I have come to see the racket that is the Colorado government right now. So you have these major, and Dale, thanks for calling in. Uh, you have these major national organizations like Planned Parenthood, ACLU. Those types of groups, and they pour money into the campaigns. You see Rocky Mountain Planned Parenthood, $20 million from one donor. $20 million. And then they get these people elected. Friends, you could find five, seven, ten people off the street who could run our state better than these people are. They're purely propagandists. They're purely, purely mercenaries. They get paid by these big organizations that finance their campaigns. They win. They don't even write the bills. I've seen, I was talking to a lawmaker one time. I was like, when you have to negotiate amendments, like on these kind of crazy comprehensive sex education bills and Planned Parenthood bills, who do you call? Do you call the lawmaker that introduced these? And they go, no, I call the ACLU. I negotiate directly with the ACLU. So the whole thing's a grift. It's all paid for. I saw even today on Rocky Mountain Planned Parenthood, uh, Colorado Action, that their website listed the address as New York. That's what you're dealing with. And so the idea that they would cheat in elections, why not? They cheat in everything else. I actually think they kind of cheat like the, like the Patriots cheat in football or the Houston Astros. Um, I think they, they look within the system to find every possible edge that they can, like I mentioned with ballot harvesting. And they just go out there and they do it like Dale just mentioned. 
They just go out there and they just collect. And when I asked Wayne Williams, how do they stop that? They said they don't really have a way to stop it. They can't tell. So I think that's part of the, the system that has led to the downfall of Colorado is Republicans have just allowed this type of corruption to take place. And then we're just stuck with the effects of it with these entities from outside of Colorado just pouring in. I mean, when you look at the legislation right now, the gun bills, right, the ban on assault rifles, the, uh, the, these crazy abortion bills that they're running, um, the treatment of Jack Phillips and Lori Smith, they know exactly what they're doing. They know that all of these bills are unconstitutional. They don't care. They don't care about the Constitution. And so they pass these laws, and look what it did to Jack Phillips. He's now in 10 years of legal hell because of this, and that law still hasn't been overturned, and it's targeted Christians, it's frozen out Christians, it's done all this stuff, and it'll likely, hopefully, be overturned with Lori Smith at 303 Creator, but that's 10 years. They could get 10 years on an assault rifles ban here in the state of Colorado. They can get 10 years on this county ban that would, that would prevent people from shooting guns on their own property. They know what they're doing is wrong and unconstitutional, but if your check is coming from a massive leftist organization in New York City or Washington, D.C., and they have paid for your campaign, do you think you get a chance to tell them, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't be engaged in this unconstitutional, un- unconstitutional activity. You think you could do that? No, that's the state we live in. Sorry, I get a little fired up. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. We've interviewed now a whole host of candidates for state party chair, Casper Stockham, Aaron Wood, Representative Dave Williams, Eric Odland. When we come back later tonight in the 6 o'clock hour, Senator Kevin Lumberg, Tina Peters will be closing the show for us. But I'm going to take a little bit of a detour now. I think many of you all saw that President Jimmy Carter is in hospice care. And when we come back in the next hour, I'd like you to tell me what it was like to live under Jimmy Carter. Obviously, uh, he's at death's doorstep, and we want to be praying for him and his family at this time. But I was born in 1981. I got to enjoy the fruits of two full terms of Ronald Reagan. I would like to know what it was like to live in America when Jimmy Carter was president. So will you call in and let me know? Studio line 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971, or text in via the app, 710knus.com. You can download it right there. We've got a whole host of text messages coming in, people telling us who they're supporting for state party chair. But will you please let me know what it was like? Did you have to wait in a long gas line? Were you concerned about the Iranian hostage threat? Did you think that things were getting worse with the Soviet Union? What was it like to have a Jimmy Carter? Was it like Joe Biden? That's going to be a little bit of my thesis when we come back. And we're going to kind of look at what his presidency was like. But please fill me in. What was it like for you personally to live under Jimmy Carter? Hey, do you know our fellow hosts, George Brockler, Deborah Flora, Stephen Tubbs, are spending all of this next week down live at the border? 
it's pretty crazy down there, and I, I, I hope that they're going to get back safe. But starting this Monday morning, you can tune in to all their shows, 710 KNUS down at the border. We're going to be right back. Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn on Backbone Radio. You're listening to 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.